What is it? Hey, should we uh, update everybody on Alex's cross country trek? Yeah, sure. Did Alex? Oh, Alex is on a cross country trek. Did Alex so, give uh, an update on the cross country trek? What, well, I he, saw that he gave he, an update earlier today. That's the update I'm talking about. So oh, for regular okay, yeah. listeners, which who knows if there's any of those, uh, Alex is driving from Washington, D.C. to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now I remember that. From D.C. to San Diego. And his, his update for today was day two of trip. And my mom is reading aloud from a book on how each state got its shape. 26 hours left. <laughs> Yo, I would be I would be fascinated by that. <laughs> yeah, not like twelve hours into a forty hour drive though. <laughs> that would not be the time for that. Mom, do you have to do this right now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do have to do this right now. Uh last time I drove with my mom in the car, I was actually driving in Indiana and I made her go sit in the back seat. Because on my way, because we were visiting my brother in Indianapolis. So what we did is my dad drove from Milwaukee to just north of Chicago. No, no, no. Take that back. I drove from Milwaukee through, Chicago, through like, Gary. And we got off in Gary to get lunch and stuff. And my dad took over. And I had my mom in the front seat with me on the way down. On the way back home from my brother's, I made her sit in the back seat because I just couldn't handle it. Uh. <laughs> especially because she lives in green you know spent her whole life living in green bay so small town anytime i came anywhere near another car i got the <gasps> and she would like put her hands up on the <laughs> dashboard <laughs> and every time i'm like mom if i actually got into an accident you would break both your wrists you know that right she's like i can't help it i was like oh okay Maybe it's in the backseat because Dad doesn't do that stuff. You know, you'd get hit by that air, that newfangled airbag technology. Yeah, that, that they mm-hmm. have that they have in cars now. <laughs> I actually felt bad though because yeah. I was in the backseat driving through Lafayette both times, and I forgot to take hey. a picture to send to you, Eric. You should have. I know. Both times, I was like, "Oh, there went Lafayette." Shit. <laughs> That's what most people say. <laughs> hey, uh, I know we're not going to talk about the Reds a lot tonight, but did you guys hear about bad Joey Votto showing up again? Oh, that was oh, excellent. He Heal Joey Votto? I love it. I love heal Joey Votto. <laughs> did you hear what happened tonight? Yeah. Or tonight, uh-huh. I guess. Can you, can, you inf- can you inform the listeners? I, I did So the The listener. <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> so, so, Rob, there was this tweet today. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, Melanie Nichols, I'm assuming she was at the game and overheard this, but she tweets out, Kid asks for Joey Votto's batting gloves. Votto replies, you're sitting in the front row. You're elite. This isn't a make-a-wish situation. And apparently went into the dugout. So there's some follow-up. Apparently these kids were decked head-to-toe in Golden State Warriors gear. (laughs) So they the, got what they deserve. The plot thickens. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love uh, I love Joey Votto yep. basically telling someone, you're Donald Trump. I'm not giving you a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's what we've got this year, so those have been fun. Hey, that's okay. Um, when I got home from softball today, the Brewers were down 5 nothing, had already committed three errors, and had two outs on the bases. So, yeah. I saw a tweet that they had five errors by the fourth. Did that uh, number jump any higher? I don't know. I didn't turn the game on. It was too sad. They lost 8-1. to one. Yep. They. I think their they, one was in the bottom of the ninth, too. They committed five errors. Yeah. I think it was two of them by Jonathan VR. And he had one of the two plans, and then three by Kirk Newenhouse, which is pretty impressive considering he's an outfielder. And they often don't get three chances to field a ball in a game. Have you, also, uh, actually, actually, you it, know, out, outfield outfield attempts, one of my, one of my favorite slash least favorite things about Chip Carey is that 
whenever a, a fielder would would make three putouts in an inning, he would always make a note that this particular fielder ties a record held by many. <laughs> Ross, have you prepared yeah. your heart for the Jonathan LaCroix exit? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried. Um, I, Brandon and I were actually at the Brewers-Cubs game on Sunday. Yeah, and I was really worried that Jonathan Lucroy would get traded while we were there. And, like, would I be prepared to cry in front of Brandon the first time I met him in real life? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer was yes. <laughs> Is, uh, how, how would you feel about a, a Ryan Braun trade? Like, would you feel, would you feel similarly? Um... <clears throat> I probably wouldn't just because, well, bronze, you know, he's got the, all that steroid stuff. But even without that, I think I had mentioned this when I was on with Eric and Alex a couple weeks ago, but Braun just seems like such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> like, he used to have this restaurant that he was, like, kind of the public face of. And there was a contest where you could r- win lunch with Ryan Braun. And he has an Ed Hardy shirt on in the, or he had an Ed Hardy shirt on in the commercial for that contest. And I was just like, yeah, don't know if I actually want to win that contest. (laughs) He's kind of my ultimate in, uh, let's leave the barrier between me and my favorite athlete up. So I don't realize that, you know, (laughs) what kind of person he is. Oh, I I just Googled Ed Hardy shirt. Oh, I wasn't well, you didn't quite know sure what, what you were talking about. Well, I've oh. heard the phrase before, but these are fantastic. They're basically like that. Would have been what when Jersey Shore was was big was when Ed Hardy shirts were popular. <laughs> Does that sound right, Brandon? Yeah, do you recall? That, yeah, that sounds that sounds right enough. As we learned last week, Brandon is the most fashionable member of the podcast. So, Brandon, any thoughts on Ed Hardy shirts? Um, I would say they are a fashion don't in 2016. Mm-hmm. Also in 2006. Oh. Or nine. <laughs> whenever it is they were popular. <laughs> I mean, not to say Macklemore is actually cool, but like the line in thrift shop when it's like, you know, 40 other guys have that shirt on. I'm re- relatively certain he was talking about Ed Hardy shirts. Like when even Macklemore thinks you're goofy. <laughs> then you know. That's fair. Yeah. I do know who Macklemore is, so it's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's uh it's funny. I uh you know Macklemore was kind of connected with this with this indie rap duo blue scholars and like i was totally into blue scholars and i was familiar with macklemore by association but then i guess i didn't realize when my macklemore got popular that he got so popular because i kind of thought oh he's this dude who's who produced a couple of blue scholars tracks but now he's like taken over the world or something I might edit out this part about me talking about Macklemore. It's not fun. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't last long. No, it, so yeah. you don't want to go to Stooley where he just leaves everything in out of his. What was the line? Out of his own sloth. <laughs> the, I was like, one of the benefits of you being a little late is I got to listen to today's Fangraphs audio, uh-huh. and it was peaks. It was kind of peaks to Stooley. Oh my goodness. Oh. Okay, so so now I'm excited. Now I have to listen to it. Well, I mean, I was going to listen to it anyway, but yeah, but not now you have something to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. He literally went zero seconds into the actual program without screwing something up. <laughs> like it, it opened with him having screwed something so up he's, today. He he screwed up before practical analytics. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That. It was an uh, impressive feat. Not to take a hard turn into some serious stuff, but Brandon, the uh, Cubs made a big acquisition this week. Uh, they did. Yes, they did. And so, uh, curious. So today, uh, 
I don't know if you had a chance to hear this uh, on the latest Ringer podcast. I did hear the latest Ringer uh, Michael, podcast. Okay, where they talked to Robert Mays. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't hear it, Robert Mays is a Cubs fan, and they were talking to him, and they kind of basically said, imagine the scenario, it's the ninth inning of the World Series, the Cubs are about to, to win their first World Series in a long time, and Aroldis Chapman is the pitcher on the mound. Does that affect the amount of joy you would feel at that moment? Uh, you know, I, I, I hate to say it wouldn't, uh, or wait, yeah, I hate to say it wouldn't, but I, I can't, you know, I can't put myself in that situation because it hasn't happened, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it, I think it could, I, I think, you know, I, I didn't watch I didn't watch the game tonight, but I I feel icky having him on the roster even you know, I'm there on like on the baseball end of it there's you know, there's there 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 are cases for making the trade and there are cases for not making the trade and you know, I don't really care, right? I, I think and I'll be honest. I don't want to take up too much space on it because the the world sure. the world doesn't need another you know twenty something <laughs> twenty something man you know man right. mansplaining domestic violence. But you know it it definitely it definitely makes me feel uh, icky and weird. You know, and it and it's it's interesting in in this respect that the Cubs their existence almost from day one they've been like my my problematic favorite team you know my earliest my second earliest cubs memory is harry carey saying racist things about hideo nomo right so like even from even from like me being eight years old and having this like passing knowledge of baseball it's like Oh, Harry Harry Carey makes fun of people who look like me, right? And that's that's absolutely not the same as uh, as domestic violence, but it's not something that stopped me from liking the Cubs, and and I remained a fan through Milton Bradley, even though I didn't like Milton Bradley, uh, and you know I'll end up remaining a fan through Raldis Chapman, and I really don't like Raldis Chapman, and. You know, I, I I don't want him on my team, and I hope we don't re-sign him. And you know, that's that's how I feel. And it'll you know, it will affect me. It will affect me being a fan. But you know, I I can't I can't tell you I can't tell you how much you know without right uh, without going through the two and a half months that he's here. Has that been, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but has there been kind of a consensus among Cubs fans which side of that they're on? I think my, uh, I think my Twitter follows are a little skewed. <laughs> and I would, say, sure. I would say a heavy, a heavy majority were, right. were anti-trade. And it's, you know, when I was, when I was with Ross on, on Sunday uh, and, the, and the rumors started, started coming out that the Cubs were more in pursuit. I was totally of the thought that the Cubs weren't going to pull the trigger, you know, like I, I didn't think, I didn't think he was, he was going to be a Cub. And, and then the next morning it, it comes across and he is. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I was ever as, I don't think I've been as like emotionally affected by a transaction but or negatively emotionally affected by a transaction and uh yeah i part part of me hopes he implodes but i want the but i still want the cubs to win i don't know it's one of those it's one of those weird things sure yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah uh paul sullivan who's a chicago tribune sports writer just tweeted out that I don't know if this is just for tonight, but even though he pitched tonight, he's not talking to the media. So it just seems like I know there was the translation issues with his response to the question about the conversation he had with the front office. And so uh, 
I mean, even with the baggage he brought in, which is obvious. I mean, people know the issues there. Um, I mean, on top of that, it seems like there's also just been kind of a, a rocky start to this relationship. Yeah. I mean, I I am loath to look at it through a PR lens, but I mean, oh, yeah. obvious, obviously they, they dropped the ball with the intro and I mean, they dropped the ball mm. with, with, you know, the transaction in the first place. So you know, I th- I think the the baseball reasons for not doing the trade are are like the reasons that you could hide behind for n- not doing the trade, right? And if if people want to complain that you that you didn't get her all this Chapman, like you know, you you can you can put out the you know his his history of of domestic abuse, but you could also say reliever innings fluctuate too damn much to to trade a top 30 prospect for them and uh you know and just let it be that and then go acquire zach duke or something it would help me in the it would help me in the trade deadline draft if they did that but <laughs> yeah with, uh, I mean, back in the nl central that'd be cool i guess <laughs> there you go he was a lot of fun last I'm, year <laughs> Aside from all the other issues, what did you think about the package the Cubs gave up? Uh, I think I'm I'm coming down on the side of it being fine. You know, like, so say it's not Chapman; it's it's some other elite reliever. It's just the package. Yo, I, I think nothing. I think I'm too concerned about. I think I'm all for it. If this is the package for Andrew Miller, okay. it's. Uh, I think I honestly think it's a a steal for Andrew Miller. Um, sure. Uh, if it's Kenley Jansen, it's a good trade. If it's if it's Jerry's Familia, it's a good trade. I, you know, any any one of those elite relievers, I would have been fine. And and you know what, are are all this Chapman as a, as an upstanding citizen? Yeah, sure. This is a good package for that right. too. But I, the circumstances are such that, uh, that that. That out that outweighs the fact that he is that he has thrown literally the fastest pitch ever recorded. Ross, I'm kind of rooting for the Luke Roy trade to happen just because of our draft last week, so mm-hmm. I will try not to uh, shout too loud when the the news comes down that he's That's going okay. to Cleveland. I would actually hope it's Cleveland because I've always kind of liked Cleveland, and they've been one of the teams in the AL. I've kind of pulled for before so that would be ideal um and you know even going back to like when the brewers got cc sabathia from cleveland i feel like they've had it'd be very fitting if the brewers could return the favor and give them a player of that caliber and then you know if the trade works out as well for the brewers as it did for the indians so you know even better so uh, I've kind of squared myself with having to trade away Lucroy anyway. I mean, having grown up um, through kind of the late 90s, early 2000 Brewers, it was pretty much a yearly occurrence where our best player or our second best player, you know, one of our the few guys that it would make sense to have rooted for and become a fan of was eventually going to get traded. And so, you know, having gone through part of that, already having seen that last year with the Carlos Gomez, Mike Fires move, I know it will be um, that it's for the best in the long run, but it is always tough when you see a guy that you've kind of grown attached to having watched him come up and go from struggling and blossom into an all-star whenever you get to the point where you need to trade that guy away since that means your organization's in kind of a tough place as is, but I'm prepared for it, even if it will make me sad. That's baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's baseball in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Cincinnati fan base is having a collective meltdown over the thought of Jay Bruce playing elsewhere. So I get I it. That's, that's that's what I was about to ask you about. Jay Bruce. I don't understand the disdain from everybody regarding one Jay Bruce. Well, I wouldn't say there's I see disdain. people just dismiss him as a valuable trade piece and he's having a good year he is having a good year 
He is having a good year. Thank you. And he's a three-time All-Star. 24 dingers. Oh. 24 dingers right now. Look at that. He, uh, I think earlier tonight, the rumor I saw was Seattle has asked. So that's where we all have our sights set right now. The Mariners farm system. Which I've heard is not good. Maybe you could land. But maybe you could get a Dan Vogelbach for him. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, somebody uh, joked about that, and we're all terrified that that's going to happen. <laughs> maybe Vogelbach can play left field. Hmm, thinking emoji. <laughs> uh, don't be mean to him. Oh. It's, uh, can I let you guys know something that happened to me today? Yeah, what happened to you today, Eric? So I wrote an article about, uh, what the Reds should do with Adam Duvall. And, oh, I uh, saw, uh, an aside, the- I saw an Adam Duvall jersey at the White Sox game yesterday. It was, it was a little, it was a little weird. I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite understand, but there it was. Anyway, please continue. Please continue, Adam Duvall. So I'm asking the question: What should the Reds do? Do you? Uh, I think his production has probably been a little unexpected this season. Uh, outs- I mean, he's got 25 home runs as of right now. Uh, his OBP is under 300. So if he's not hitting home runs, it hasn't been great. Uh, so I just asked the question, should they trade him now? Is this the best he's going to be? Do you hang on to him? And uh, when Red Reporter posted that article, I had a litany of comments uh, deriding my writing, and I felt like I had finally arrived as a baseball writer when, when Facebook was mocking my content. <laughs> I felt like I was in some kind of club now. You've made it, Eric. I've your, made your it. Takes. Facebook is indignant with my take. Yeah. I've made it. Yeah. Uh, the very first comment after the article posted, keep the guy, comma, how stupid can you be, three exclamation points. <laughs> you mean to try and trade a 27-year-old who's just exhausted his rookie <laughs> eligibility and is slugging 550? Hmm. Well. I wonder. Uh. The favorite was uh, comment, get rid of Votto and put Duvall on first, which someone <laughs> admirably responded, Votto is one of the best hitters in baseball over the past month. He was a top three finalist for the MVP last season. He brings it every year's his healthy, which is most of the time. To my favorite response, he is a jerk. I was a Votto fan, but not now. 20 million a year just to catch a baseball, all caps. <laughs> uh, you know, they, uh, they, it's funny they, they say never read the comments, Eric. But they're fantastic. <laughs> there is a, we were talking about this today, there's a very distinct difference between comments on the actual post and the Facebook comments regarding the post. Facebook just seems to bring out something in people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. You know, Probably hatred of seeing people that you haven't talked to since high school. <laughs> and you know, if if it's gonna if it's gonna stop them from sharing Kurt Schilling memes, then that's okay. Yeah. If if for one second they share, they share something else, check out this dumb Reds writer. <laughs> Was that on the Reds reporter? Uh... On the Facebook page. Facebook page? Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure if it was yours or... Let's see now. No. So it's it's out there for consumption. But, uh... So what did, what did you no. conclude about Duval? I said they should trade him. Uh, I got some pushback. I, I think I agreed with that most teams are probably going to want to see a full year of this before they're willing to give up something of... Much value, but uh, as Ross said, he's he's 26, he'll be 27 at the end of the season. Uh, what makes him attractive to teams, I think, is uh, he's not ARB eligible until 2019. Uh, That's pretty good. They, he's under team control for six seasons, so even if you just wanted a bench bat who's got some power, uh, by, uh, by the defensive metrics, he's been a top two left fielder all season. I think most people kind of look at that a little skeptically. 
Uh, but there has, I mean, there's some stuff there that I think would be attractive to another team. Maybe not for a big piece, but for something. And I mean, kind of looking at Ross's waste Facebook. No, I, I was just kind of th- scrolling through, but then I was thinking, like, looking at his line, he reminds me a bit of like a um, kind of Chris Davis, uh, K. Chris Davis, the one the Brewers had, and the Brewers got Jacob Nottingham, who's kind of a back half of the top 100 type prospect, so if he could put a little bit more of this down, you know, with that kind of precedence, maybe you could get something similar, but again, like you're saying, that would involve hanging on to him for a little bit longer, and having been a bit older, maybe it'll be less than Nottingham, but so I think He's going to get traded in the next year and a half. You would think. Maybe not. So maybe yeah. not this offseason or this deadline's the time to do it, but either next deadline or maybe the offseason after. But I'd be all right with that. Mm-hmm. But he did. He is. He Brandon is to like, the Cubs need a left he fielder. He's like the height of his value right now. I don't think we need Adam Duvall. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but I've. I've from your treasure chest of riches. I've, I've been hearing J.J. Reddick. I've been hearing J.J. Reddick's name. Oh. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't... What? J.J. Reddick? Ja- oh, wait. Josh. <laughs> ja- oh, my God. I thought he was resigning with the... That's the wrong <laughs> that, sport. That's the wrong sport. Sorry. Josh. I was Josh just going Reddick. along with you. Like, yeah, of course. Josh Reddick. Oakland A's outfielder, Josh Reddick. Not... Clippers shooting guard JJ Reddick. Uh, sorry, listen to the JJ Reddick podcast on on the vertical. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, don't listen to it. It's it's it easily is. the worst of the three vertical pods. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope JJ Reddick doesn't listen to this. I don't think he will. You're f- hey, you can uh, you can you can hate on JJ Reddick. I did for a long time. I still do. I don't hate him, but I hate on now, him. Rob, from his time now, at Rob, J.J. Reddick yeah. is a basketball player who plays for the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> he also has a podcast where he talks about baseball. And one time he talked to uh, Jose Batista about uh, things. And, like, they asked – they each drafted their five favorite Canadian things. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm pr- he's dropped that gimmick, thankfully. <laughs> okay, good. Because I think that's when I stopped listening, like after the the Jose Bautista episode. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the last time they did the draft year four favorite things or five favorite things, okay. whatever it was. Okay, good. It, it wasn't that good. I think Jose Bautista drafted the Blue Jays and maple syrup and... Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that I can name 10 Canadian things. Oh, all right. Joey Votto? Um, mm-hmm. I would pick... Uh, I would pick Degrassi, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I would pick... The, uh, the Nickelodeon show? Yeah, yeah. The Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Nick. What's the What channel was it on? Um, Noggin? Because it was a channel I didn't get. And I was in the prime Degrassi watching age group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I I know I didn't get the channel. I think they did make a Degrassi connected pick. I do think one of them picked Drake. Um, Yeah. Oh. My my wife's listening in tonight, and she uh, mouths Property Brothers to me. Oh, okay. If you're a fan of that on HGTV. Okay. That's Canadian. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I, I asked several times. From Canada, are you sure? <laughs> she, uh, I think if I could pick, she stinks her reputation. If I could pick five Canadian things, I would also pick uh, Jonah Carey and the new pornographers. Those oh would, yeah, those would be uh, in my in my top five things. Doug Melvin's Canadian, and the Brewers always seem to have a Canadian relief pitcher. Okay. When he was the uh, squad, <laughs> or when he was the whatever. 
Now I'm looking at Degrassi on Wikipedia, so thanks. <laughs> Trying to figure out what station it was on. It was on a Nick-affiliated station. Yeah. God. This isn't even the one that Drake was on. How many different Degrassi it's, it's shows the were next there? Generation. I think Degrassi, there's been the several. next generation. Ooh. So, oh. so Jeff Reddick is not Canadian, but this season he's putting up a line of 296, 373, 442. Um, with seven homers. Yeah, we could use him. Yeah, sure. I'll trade for, I'd trade for Josh Reddick. What the hell? Oh, it's so easy for you Cub fans. <laughs> just throw another one in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just going to give up some top 100 prospect that's blocked by two all-stars and another top 100 <laughs> prospect. <laughs> Jerks. Hey, you know, at some point, uh, yeah, at some point the, the prospect well is going to run out, you know, either, yeah. either by... Either by trading a bunch of dudes, or or graduating a bunch of dudes, or dudes fizzling out. So, you know, that's it's not going to be that way forever. Yeah, but the Cubs have all the money, so... It's true, I guess we do have money. We. What am I saying? We. Yeah, the Cubs. That's, that's the difference. The Cubs have yeah. money. It's okay. Call them we. I don't care. I hate when people are on a high horse about not calling your favorite team we. Call them we. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, briefly, I found a, a BuzzFeed article on the 30 best things from Canada. Just the top five, okay. quickly. Number five, Wayne, number five, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, okay. Okay. Number four, number four, Justin Bieber. Okay. Number three, Pamela Anderson. Okay. Huh. Number two, when, when, Canada. what's the what's the posting date on this? Uh, this is from 2012. Okay, Pamela Anderson still have a key rating number, in 2012. I guess so. Apparently, nope. number two is peanut butter. What? No, come on. First patented. By Canadian Marcellus Gilmore Edson in 1884 is what the caption says. Number one, Ryan Gosling. Huh. Okay. There you go. I could. I, I could. Jim Jim Carrey, also Canadian. Jo- Jonah did not make the list. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> I'm flipping back through. Alex Trebek made the list. Uh. Dan Aykroyd made the Jonah list. Is definitely better. Than, Ellen Page made the list. Jonah's definitely better than at least two out of three of them. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was produced and filmed in Canada. Speaking of Nickelodeon shows, that was huh. number 30. You can tell somebody that's like now, well, 2012, so now about 27 wrote that article that. I was going to say this is uh, my age, like yeah, I'm tracking with everything mm-hmm. uh, other than Bieber. Hmm. It's been kind of a slow uh, trade deadline, well, huh? So far. <laughs> so far. Yeah, I'd say so. So far. Oh. So it would have been like a year ago last year I yelled at, oh, never mind. I was about to say something really wrong, and we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> oh. I mean, now you have to say it. How wrong is it? I was about to say, hey, guys, remember when Jason Hayward got traded at the trade deadline last year? And as the words were coming out of my mouth, what actually happened started to come back to memory. And I just wanted to stop talking. (laughs) Um, Ah, There was was an effort. It's after midnight here. You know, Shelby Miller uh, could get traded at the deadline. That could be fun. How bad was that trade? <laughs> I think the I think the horse is dead, but we can beat it a little more. <laughs> we don't have to beat it. But just every time I think about it now, it's I was actually at a Warriors Pacers game when that trade was announced, and I I could not believe the MLB.com push notification at the time, and definitely not now. The uh, the the Braves were a single short of the cycle on that return. 
I, I don't really know what I was doing with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because of the push notification. I uh, get it. Oh, oh, I'm tracking. Sorry. What's happening in baseball? Oh, Brandon and I did the Hall of Fame oh, tour. Yeah. I guess we could talk That's, about that. That was cool. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a traveling, there's a traveling uh, Hall of Fame exhibit, and it came through Milwaukee. So I went up to see the Cubs Brewers this weekend with a friend of mine, and Ross joined us, and we went to the Hall of Fame exhibit. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was it was kind of like I've been describing it to people as like uh the MLB or not MLB the the Hall of Fame kind of showing the cool stuff they can do with as like a you know to present historical artifacts, right? Like they they had a virtual <laughs> reality thing. They had some real nifty displays that showed videos on top of a clear glass case and stuff it was it was it was kind of a cool exhibit i don't know ross what were your what what were your thoughts on it yeah i think that's it really seemed like um it was the hall of fame's way to say hey look at us we're not just like another boring museum and we're actually kind of a living breathing um baseball exhibition because i know the hall is it's being a a small town without its own airport it's got to be tough on the hall of fame that you have to fly in two and a half hours away from cooperstown and then drive there i I was kind of thinking about it while we were at the tour it's like it'd be like if for the packers if green bay didn't have an airport and you had to fly into either milwaukee or chicago and then drive up to green bay like sure that would add to the experience of it, but it would definitely take away from the accessibility of the thing. So if it was just like stuff behind glass with board, with just plain panels, I think it would kind of start losing its appeal, but it was their way of showing like, Hey, we can do, we're very technologically forward and we can do a lot of things to kind of bring to life all of this cool stuff that we see like the, um, one of the exhibits uh, in the glass thing that Brandon was talking about, it was basically um, the video would be about a piece of memorabilia. So one of them we watched was it was a jersey from uh, that was worn by a baseball team that was in one of the Japanese internment camps during World War II. So it had things like that where there would be a video overlaid and the only thing that was trans parent in the glasses you could see through to the jersey and they would give you a video about it like that was a pretty cool um way to bring it to life whereas otherwise you know if it's just in a museum i'm gonna walk by it i'm gonna look and be like oh i i don't know what that is i'm not going to stop and learn about the history behind that um piece of memorabilia versus now having the more kind of interactive display it actually drew you in and then, yeah, like he was saying, the virtual um, reality was pretty cool, especially because I haven't done anything like that yet. And then um, probably the other big thing was they had kind of a mini IMAX screen <laughs> where they showed up a 15, oh, about a 15-minute film. But the only problem is there were so many things that Brandon and I kept seeing and laughing about and then kind of like elbowing each other and giggling up at the screen that it kind of took back from that. Because it hit a few inside, it hit a couple, like, effectively wild inside jokes. Like, there was baseball on ice in this video. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There was baseball on ice. It was only there for, like, three seconds, but it was very, very clearly there. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I've played baseball in snow before. No, that that was definitely one... ice. <laughs> like, that... <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how you could do it, because... Like, it was just one time in high school, like, it started, like, a blizzard started in the middle of our baseball practice. And, like, coach would hit a ground ball to you, and the ball would stop about 45 feet away from <laughs> Like, it would stop, like, halfway between you and him, and then you have to go pick it up. And the ball would be, like, the size of a volleyball because of all the snow that accumulated on it while it was rolling. So, like, as, as fun as if baseball, 
I love if baseball were different, but baseball and ice, I don't think, would be a uh, a fun one because ice de- definitely tends to come with snow. So, would you recommend the Hall of Fame tour for anyone else who could get to it? Yeah, I, I would say it's not something to make a huge trip to see, but like you know, Brandon being in Chicago, where it's about an hour and a half drive up to Milwaukee, and then. Yeah, I'm just living in Milwaukee already. It's def- if you're near it, definitely go do it. And if you're planning on going, because I think I know it's stopping. I think in Minnesota, St. Louis, and one other city. So like, if you are already going to a game there during the time, definitely take the time worth out to it. go see it. Worth it. Yeah, worth it. Worth mm-hmm. it if you're going, and worth it is kind of like the the <laughs> kicker to make a trip happen. I think if I it was a situation where if it was only the Hall of Fame exhibit or only the Cubs game, I don't know if I would have gone, but it's both and Ross is there. So, of course. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. And and it, and it would be worth it mm-hmm. for that, for sure. Now, uh, now let's... Well, now let me let's ask this. Up. It will be at the Mall of America in September. Does the Mall of America plus Hall of Fame exhibit, is that worth going to see? Oof. Oof. Uh, I haven't been to Mall of America in so uh, yeah. long. This is going to sound bad because I'm dating a girl from the Twin Cities. I've never actually been to the Mall of America. So, yeah, not really helpful. So maybe you go. September 16th to the 29th. You see the Mall of America. You see the Hall of Fame exhibit. You got your Twins game. Uh, If only we didn't have a board meeting two weeks after that. (laughs) Yeah, damn work. (laughs) Or you can see it in Vegas in October. Uh, Where they don't have baseball? They have other things. I guess so. They have a, they have hotels and gambling. They and do. Celine Dion, right? Light Jack to your heart's content. Apparently. Yeah. I think you can see Britney Spears now. Oh, really? Regularly in really? Vegas. She has a show? I think that's where she's at now. Well, I mean, you do like that residence thing like Celine Dion did, and you get paid tons of money, and you don't have to go on tour, and she is there's worse things to do. She is a fixture at the Planet Hollywood Las Vegas now. Huh. Well, then. The more you know. There you go. I, I don't think you sold either of us on that one, Eric. <laughs> well, I tried. The, the attempt was made. The attempt was made. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I think I'm just going to tweet the uh, there was an attempt star at you. <laughs> <laughs> Take Rob and Alex in it just to confuse right. them. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. So, uh, are, do to to wrap it to wrap it tonight? Uh, do either of you have a bold deadline prediction? You can go Ooh. any any way with this. Do you have one, Ross? No, not really. I'm thinking. I think my bold deadline prediction is that there won't be another big trade. Like there'll be tinkering, but like Archer, okay. you won't you won't see like an Archer trade or a Sale trade. It'll be it'll be little things, and we'll all be sitting there refreshing the computer, refreshing our browsers, refreshing Twitter on August first, <coughs> and we'll be sorely disappointed. It'll be more like an NBA trade deadline than an MLB trade deadline. I had that thought today that in some ways I love this week, and in other ways it's the worst, and I'm just ready for it to be over. And then we can get into the home stretch of the yeah. season, right? Like either you know, either either you're calling up your guys from AAA to to get some big league innings, or or you're making that push for the playoffs. It's it's one or the other. Well, one of us has something to look forward to. The other two of us are going to be watching football in September. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 
I can tell. I, can, I don't even know if Eric watches I, football. I can tell. I, I can tell you how excited I am about the Bears, but it's it's not very much. You could be like friend of the pod in sight, Matt Trueblood, and be a Cubs slash Packers fan. That's, oh, that's not. Uh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to to the generations who came before me. I've been scrolling through MLB trade rumors trying to find something to sound smart with this, and I don't even think they're that excited right now. There's just nothing. Like, nobody seems to want to actually do anything. Like, four playoff teams in the American League could really use Jonathan Lucroy, and they're all like, eh, maybe I'll trade for this middle reliever. And, like, come on. Like, Cleveland, your starting catcher is hitting, like, 180, and he's hurt. Come on, just trade for Jonathan Lucroy already. But no, they just want to... I think they... Some of the contenders are trying to play chicken with the sellers, even though the sellers know that, well, it's like Milwaukee and Cincinnati and three other teams are trying to sell right now. So even though they're, it's it's definitely a seller's market from a supply perspective, but with, especially with if you're a team that is either so far up in the division that you don't, it seems like you don't have to worry, or you're far enough away that you're just going to make it in a wild card scenario anyway. Why really bother? You know. I think they all saw what the Cubs had to give up for a reliever. And they're just out now. But that's like, oh, the price. gonna take to get somebody. Which okay, let me. Last question, I promise, Brandon. Say you're the Cubs front office. I I, I frequent. I frequently a little part think of you. I, am. I frequently imagine myself. Not that you ever imagine you're in the Cubs front office, but with your surplus, do you make a deal where you overpay intentionally? Partly because it sets the market at an unrealistic level for other teams. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I I think there's there's like a a level of power move to that, but I also don't think the Cubs have uh, a surplus that is that deep. Where it's deep, where you could intentionally go and do something like that. Uh, in part, because. And and I think a lot of that is because the Cubs aren't in a tight division race. I mean, maybe maybe that's a we're well aware. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a move. Maybe that's a move you go and do if you're up if you're up three, right? And you're you're setting you're setting the market and you're making it more expensive for the Cardinals or Pirates to do a to do a similar upgrade. But uh, you know, in in the situation where we are now, I think that's. I don't think that's a that's a good use of uh, a good use of you know talent resources. I'm just curious. I like your good conspiracy theory. So thanks for squashing. Like as much as it seems like this was an overpay for Chapman, think about what Craig Kimbrell went for in the offseason. Think about what Ken Giles went for in the offseason. Like a truly elite reliever. This is kind of market value for it, as crazy as it seems. The top 35, top 40 prospect is apparently what it takes to get overall this Chapman or Craig Kimbrell now, which is just mind-blowing to me. But I guess that's not something to talk about almost an hour in. <laughs> it's a... Uh... 12:20 a.m. here should we uh yeah. wrap it up yeah let's uh <laughs> let's wrap let, let's wrap this up hey uh hey eric where can people find you on the interweb well uh as you heard you can find me at the aforementioned red reporter uh starting tomorrow here's how we're trying to pass the time with the rest of the season uh i created a bracket and we're calling it the reds tournament of the 2000s and i seeded 16 teams from 2000 and on in Cincinnati, and we will have weekly polls to eventually get to the Reds team of the 2000s. That's what we'll be doing while you're playing meaningful, meaningful baseball games. 
uh, Ross, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter, just at Ross Buckowitz. Um, every time I come on, I say, you can find me at Bash of the Pen. You really can't find me at Bash of the Pen that often. <laughs> you can find me uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah, you can, if, you, if you're in Milwaukee, let me know. I will buy you a beer. <laughs> It's just a standing offer to the entire internet always, I guess. <laughs> All right, and uh, and I'm Brandon Lee. You can find me on Twitter at Blee Internets. You can also find me in the uh, in the Effectively Wild Facebook group, and sometimes at Banish to the Pen. Uh, I might write I might write oh. something soon. Yeah, I might write something soon. Follow follow Banish to the Pen on. I thought yeah, about right, that. Me too. Uh, follow Banish to the Pen on Twitter at Banish to Pen, and uh, you can go to the website right now and check out this this really cool. Uh, uh, Ken made a, a bobblehead GIF, uh, and it's and it's sitting there. You can click on it, and the head bobbles. It's really cool. Uh, so go, go check it out. Banish to the pen dot com. Uh, and that'll oh, before you yeah. sign off, before you sign off, it, you, when you mentioned the Facebook group, it reminded me uh, the, with the picture of Braun leaning off from Lester. That was totally my comment <laughs> that Ben read on the air without oh. giving me any credit. <laughs> I'm a Patreon supporter and oh, everything. Man. Come on, Ben. Oh man. Uh, oh, oh, shoot. Okay, yeah, we really should have. Maybe we should have gotten into the fan mood survey. But uh, check out check out Nick Strandis' uh, MLB, MLB fan mood survey on the uh, on the Banish of the Pen website. Uh, it's it's real good and it's uh, it's it's interesting. So check it out. All right, that'll do it for us this week, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>